What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. The Riverhounds capped off their third game in roughly a week with their third 3-0 win over that same time frame. We're going to break it all down. Let's go! Everything was just falling into place. Bunky Azil cuts inside. With this one, Malardi oh. scoop to Love it. Yeah. Love it, love it. Yeah. Oh, man. It, it, it is kind of crazy how, you know, I want to catch up with you guys for a second, but it is kind of crazy that we had these three games, and I think we were all worried a little bit about just sort of the back-to-back nature. Kenny goes down, now we're doing, and we get three nothing wins in all three of them. So hopefully that's not foreboding uh, in any way. You mean the new Lily special? The, uh, new, the, the, the new Lily special, yeah. Okay. We have to figure out what kind of pizza that is. We haven't really decided that one. There's been some talk online about what pizza that could be, but uh, three toppings on one side, zero toppings on the other side. <laughs> so what? Okay, so well, I guess then it just do we do we leave that up to personal preference at that point, or I guess so, yeah, yeah, might as well. You know. Or is there is there is the style of play somehow linkable to? toppings on a pizza like a i'd say it's pretty spicy whatever it is maybe so kind of spicy okay <laughs> are you thinking jalapenos or like hot sausage a hot sausage oh. is where i was going with that first all right, all right. so we got hot sausage um <laughs> hmm. what are kevin's just shaking his head like what the hell is going on here? <laughs> what are we even doing <laughs> no 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 see like i make pizza every friday at home and now like i'm gonna do this so i need to know if we're doing hot sauce <laughs> what, what i think is the more important question is what's on the What's on the like the nothing side? Like, cause are, are we just talking bread? Are we talking no. bread and sauce? Are we talking bread sauce no. and cheese? I think I think the nothing side is bread sauce and cheese. It's just it's just like plain. But that's a lovely pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, for boring people, you're right. Cheese pizza is a lovely pizza, Kevin. But uh, oh, man. <laughs> this is tricky. Like I was gonna say, like, do you do light sauce or light cheese for you like got 10 more seconds to figure this out <laughs> before everyone clicks off this episode. Okay. Maybe. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to put this out to all the listeners. Head us up on Twitter at Mongols. Let us know what three toppings best describe the hounds and give us your reason why, like what word matches up with the topping and the best one. I will make that pizza this Friday and tweet out a picture of it. Um, and uh, nice. give you a shout out on Twitter as well. So send us your <laughs> toppings. And, uh, and we'll go from there. So Outsourcing your dinner is what <laughs> you're doing at this point. I've just waited to get some like crazy ingredients. My wife's going to look at the list and be like, what? You want me to get what? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that's funny. Happy Labor Day, gentlemen. Did you, yeah. uh, did you guys do anything good with your long weekend? Kev, did you uh, do anything interesting? Uh, today, I we have a park that we can walk to. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we... A while ago, we bought one of those. I think I think they're called Eno hammocks. Um, but just took the hammock out to the park and set it up and uh, just chilled out. So that was that was really nice. Wait, wait, wait. So you like strung it up between trees, or did it have yeah. like a stand? Okay, all right. Yeah, strung it up between trees. Yeah, they have like special straps that like don't hurt the bark on the trees or whatever. And um, yeah, it's it's that was nice. So that was my that was my Labor Day. You know, took a book out there and just read and read in a hammock. I did something nice. similar. I uh, went to my backyard and uh, had a fire in the fire pit and 
me and a friend and Liz, we all just kind of hung out in the backyard. We have a hammock back there. So Liz laid in the hammock and we uh, drank some victory beverages and uh, <laughs> hung around around the fire. Fair and then today nice. I just gamed all day. That's all I did. I just played <laughs> computer games all day. It was great. Nice. Uh, all this hammock talk, man. I love a good hammock. I, have you, I got excited because I thought it was like this new thing that like pop up stands and hold your hammock. But now we we have a hammock stand. And at one point, me and all three boys were sitting in it watching The Dark Knight. And it was like this really stressful moment. And the whole thing just snapped from like all of us sitting in it. It's all so, those Friday night pizzas, man. That's you right. <laughs> <laughs> Too many toppings. I, mean, I think the weight limit was like 250. And when you got me and like basically two teenage boys and one who's pushing 10, like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Well, good gentlemen. Um, I guess today, what do we, oh, I went to, there's a, there's a park out here, uh, Kev similar that has a lake and we just like took a walk and hung out. Um, pretty chill day. So, yeah. Um, but for everybody who's listening late tonight, happy Labor Day. For everybody who is back to work tomorrow, apologies. But, uh, you know, hopefully this helps get you through the day. Guys, the Hounds went to New Jersey on Saturday. As I mentioned, got a commanding 3 nothing win against the Red Bulls. Um, that'll be the last time we'll likely see them this season since I don't foresee the Bulls making the playoffs. And that means we won our series against them 2-1. to one. So let's get into some takeaways here. Um, Josh, give me a, give me a takeaway from this game. It just feels good. You know what I mean? Like three games in a row, zero goals allowed and scoring commanding leads against all of them. It's just, it's, this is a great feeling. I'm still nervous about, you know, when we actually face a good team, uh, which I mean, it sounds like I'm being really condescending towards the Red Bulls, but they, I think they know it. Uh, They're not exactly the Red Bulls of old uh, in USL. And yeah, I, this was just a lot of fun. Yeah, Kev, what do you think? Yeah, if you stop Sorry. playing with your mute button, yeah, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what it was. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, following up with Josh's point, like if you can't be happy as a Hounds fan now, then like just stop, just get out of it, get out of sport entirely, because this this has been one of the best like stretches of three games where it was an utterly just dominant performance game after game after game um i think the the thing i think i was most impressed about watching this game was i think i think for most teams i mean so this is kind of a blanket statement for a lot of people but how i got used to watching the hounds in the past you know 18 months when we would have periods of dominance in the game um you always kind of felt like you know, we need to score. Otherwise, we, you know, if, if we go through this period of dominance in the game and we don't score, if we don't capitalize on it, we could be punished for it later. That feeling is gone at this point. It, it feels like, you know, we can, we can have four, mo- you know, four minutes of control over the game. And if we don't score, it's, it's fine. Another chance is coming around the corner. I mean, it's these players are so bought into the system that they stop thinking they stop kind of playing. I mean, this is going to sound like a criticism, but in, in a certain way it's and in certain times in the game, I think it's good. They kind of stop playing with their hearts a little bit and they, they, they just, they can think their way through this, through this game where I think a lot of the times if you're a striker, you get in a position and you miss a chance. It's easy to get on, like get on your own back and be like, I don't know if another chance is going to come. I just ruined it. I just blew it. That was our chance to win the game, blah, blah, blah. And I think all of them, are just now okay have you know trust in the system keep 
keep playing through these patterns that we're that we're setting up and another chance will come and that was i think that's been the most impressive not only for the the previous red bull game but the the last two games um it just it felt like we had so much more control over the game where it wasn't just we were going to get three chances in a game and we better score on one and then also by the way we better not concede and you know we're pretty good at that so as long as we can capitalize on one we're good so it's it's just a whole we're we're like evolving into a new team um a team that has much more control creates a lot more chances um you know commits a lot more players into the box uh and it's yeah it's it's exciting to watch i think a lot of that is confidence right i mean you could see it in the guys you can see it in the way that they're playing you could see it you know i have mensa's goal on here but basically lee plays a ball over the top mensa completely muscles out boatang who's a big dude and then chips the keeper while he has another defender coming in on him like that's a bit of a cheeky play and he had the confidence to just pull it off and make it look easy so i, I totally agree with everything that you're saying kev i think that we are seeing a level of confidence in this team that there's almost a bit of swagger at times. Like you see some like heel passes and some like flicks that you just would not see if these guys weren't just feeling it right now. And I think especially to see it after, you know, I wasn't here last week when we talked about, um, you know, losing Kenny for basically four to eight weeks Uh, to see it without your captain, to see it without your all USL, you know, midfield playmaker, um, is is awesome. It's fantastic. Well, and and to that point, I felt a little bad. Um, I mean, so it's another example of it with this formation and this system and this lineup. I, Lily doesn't care about like current form and current like system performance. He'll he'll try to figure out a weakness of the current opponent that week and then create a system from it. I mean, you have Ryan James what gets like player of the week for the entire USL, you know, from the left wing back position, scores two goals, creates chances, great defensively. And then the next week he's like, all right, now you're not playing in that position anymore. We're going to be in midfield. <laughs> any other player, any other scenario, I'd be like, are you, kid- are you kidding me? Like, I just, I'm, I'm great there. I just, I just played out of my skin there and you're going to move me into the midfield and in an entirely different position, but he does. And yeah, I mean, Ryan James has another good game and, um, you know, so it worked, uh, but but yeah, that, that, that was like, okay, Ryan James in the midfield, all right. A lot of positive, a lot of positive, but can we talk about the people's opinion of Ray Lee being way lower than it should be? <laughs> I don't think Ray Lee is a bad player. No, I not at all. think he deserves the hate I see him getting constantly uh, on the Discord and that kind of stuff. Like, he is not a bad player. I do think he gets played out of position sometimes and he gets asked to do some things that he's not as good at, but he's not a bad player. Yeah. I, I had mentioned in Slack, I'm discord hates me. Like it just never lets me log in. And then I try to reset and it's like, Nope, you can't do that. So I, I missed the entire conversation, but I made the the comment in Slack to the Mongols crew that I, I agree. I don't think that Lee is a bad player, but the number of turnovers he had was noticeable. Like it's at the point where you're not looking for them and counting, but you still recognize that he has a lot of turnovers. And so I think that's where a lot of that stemmed from. But 
again, you know, yes, he's familiar with a Lily system, but he also just came in. It feels like a few games ago and you're asking him to play, you know, out wide, basically taking James's spot where he was just all USL player. And yeah, you're going to have some mistakes. So he did get the assist on Mensa's first goal. So like you can't, it was a really good ball too. (laughs) You can't totally fault him. Um, So yeah, I agree. I think, I think the hate has gone too far. Um, so I appreciate you, you bringing that up, Josh. Yeah. I don't think there's a single player on the, on our team where I'm like, Oh no, he's in like, I can't. Yeah. Think of one. I think that's why Ray Lee's getting it is because they're like the comparison. I think before you could more easily point to obvious, well, that was bad performance or that was bad performance. I, I mean, coming on the pod for the past few weeks, I've thought about, I was like, okay, who do I shout out? And there's just too many names. Like there's too yeah. many names that deserve a call out. And because of that, yeah, a lot of really good performances get lost in the conversation. And, may, you know, six out of ten performances stand out because, you know, you're surrounded by other good performances. I think Rayleigh's probably one of them. But, yeah, I mean, that the ball for Mensa was incredible. And, yeah, I mean, thrilled for Mensa to, to get a goal like that after the season he's had, I think, has been a really good season. I think the number his numbers don't reflect how good of a season he's having. And uh, yeah, that was such a good goal, reminiscent of one of the one of his earlier goals. I forget against what opponent, but I remember another goal where he just he went shoulder to shoulder with a defender, beat him with pace, and just slotted it. And, and this was pretty similar. And yeah, it was it was a really good goal. We we've talked a bit about it before, but his positional awareness is just so good. Yeah. Um, the in the game last week. There was sort of the buildup. It was Ryan James's first goal where it basically flowed from Mensa. And again, it was a heel pass to Dover who, who ran in on the underlap, hit Velarde who hit James. But it all started with Mensa um, just sort of taking the ball and knowing where people were going to be and doing it. So, yeah, totally agree. I mean, I think when he came in, a lot of us were thinking he'd be sort of a one for one like Nico. And he's totally not. But that's almost better in a lot of ways. I was sort of looking at the stats a little bit today. We have uh, in the in the in the list of the top thirty goal scorers um, across all of USL. The Hounds currently have four players or five players in the top thirty, which is pretty impressive when you look at other teams that maybe have one player in the top thirty. So that just goes to show sort of how balanced and how sort of efficient our attack is that we have so many guys that are all contributing and a couple guys that are just outside there. And to be fair with that, I mean, it's also because we are distributing those goals across a even playing field. I feel like almost like looking at our goals for the year, we have uh dose at five, we have Mertz at five, and then we have Velarde at four, Minza at four, Ryan James at three, and then uh, yeah. that's like two two one 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 so it's it's not like someone's going away and getting all of our goals they're right. very well distributed across the whole field yeah kev did you have something to add there oh no i, I was just going to point out like yeah a little bit of love for velarde i mean i don't his role is i don't i don't know what his role is anymore i mean he's probably not it all depends on the system for him whether or not he gets a start i mean there's some players you know ryan james you know Dover, Vonky, Zeal, Kenny, if he's fit, Mertz, um, Griffin at this point, probably Dos Santos, where, you know, if they're fit and if they have legs, they're playing them out of the system. Velarde depends on the system a bit more, but to have the minutes that he's had and still have four goals, I mean, it's, it's really impressive. And those are the kind of, 
you know, impact players that you really need to push you over the top and, and, you know, get some dominance in, in the East. Yeah. We had talked a little bit and I think we'll, we'll probably punt this conversation to another episode. Um, you know, Josh, you mentioned maybe in the off season, but I think there's a number of guys that are playing their way into that whole, like, well, we can't, can we actually envision them playing for some other team? Like if, if money, if it comes down to it, you could see other teams eager to splash money on these players. Um, but as we get closer and closer to the end of the season, I'm starting to watch with an eye like, oh, I really hope these guys are back next year. And it feels like a lot of these young guys, you know, obviously Mertz, Griffin, but Kev, you talking about James and sort of his versatility, we again subbed in Rivera for midfield and dude just like stepped up and did the job. Like he's another one that I think after last season, a lot of us were thinking like, okay, like he'll fill in as like a backup or whatever. But really, I think if he was 100% fit, he might have been playing in that spot instead of Lee to start. And like, you just have these guys that Lily just keeps cultivating where it's, oh, you know, we need Griffin to drop back into a holding midfield spot, done. Like, it's just these guys, you can play anywhere at any point and they just get it. And they're so valuable. Um, so, yeah. Um, speaking of Griffin, I thought one of the one of the takeaways that I got, he uh, he didn't get a goal. It was it was technically counted as an own goal off a of Killwine, which I was so happy that it was Killwine that scored on himself because like I just can't stand <laughs> that guy. But Griffin basically played a ball through Killwine, tried to clear it, and ended up putting it over his keeper and into the net. But one of the things that I thought was interesting, again, getting to this point about like the right guys with the right mentality. If you watch immediately after that goal, Griffin wasn't celebrating like at all. Like other players were coming over to him and he immediately grabbed Mensa and the two of them are talking strategy for like the next play. And it's like, you guys are up to nothing. Like, this is great. And he's like, no, 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 no. We got, we got more work to do. And I was like, yeah, for a young guy, like, again, that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, so there's a lot of great players. And uh, I know we're going to talk about it later. But going back to what you just said, I do want to say right now, I never want to see Robbie Mertz playing for another USL team. If Robbie Mertz is going to lead the Hounds, it it better be for like MLS or better. Like I don't want to see him anywhere else. We have to keep him. I feel like we're just going to like go into this conversation, but I think, I think the biggest limiting factor, and we've talked about this and actually we should talk to Lily about this in the off season from what we've heard is that potentially there is money there to keep some of these players, but Lily likes to be more conservative with how he spends money. Um, so that's why you see some players like Toby who like everybody loves Toby. It's clear that Lily still loves Toby, but Toby could get more money somewhere else. And Lily said, go ahead, go get more money somewhere else. Joe Greenspan. Yeah. I mean, uh, Joe, Joe was, Joe a was no money would have kept Joe. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with that. And I'm, I'm, I'm pivoting onto another point. So I'll shut up. <laughs> Well, but so so the only thing that that I think was sort of it, it struck me was that on the flip side of that, you have so many of these players that have followed Lily everywhere that he goes. So you have the the Kennys, the Dubas, the Dovers, the James that just keep coming back. The, the Gomez's at this point. So there's no reason to think that you know a Robbie Mertz or a Danny Griffin or a Danny Rivera could eventually fall into that category as well. And you just end up having this team that, you know, goes anywhere Lily goes. So the hope is just keep Lily happy and hopefully we'll keep seeing these guys in a, in a Pittsburgh kit. So. Um, yeah. Lily is our most important signing. Um, like without, without being funny about this, um, <laughs> he is like, 
Oh, and it's kind of my you know Joe Greenspan point. You know, he he gets Defender of the Year last season. All right, you know, fine. He, he's great. We we loved having him here. He's a great defender, but you know, moves on and you know he moves on. Nico Brett moves on. A lot of big players move on, and we look a better team this year. And yeah. it's it's so much about getting players to buy into a system. Um, and and once they do, you know, they look great. I think Skylar Thomas looks incredible. I mean, it, it's. It's it's having having players around you work for you and support you to allow you to do your job even better. And uh, I think so far everyone's pulling their weight right now. I, there isn't a single player out there that I think is you know kind of phoning it in. Um, they're all committed. Got to give a shout out to Vidiello who got another yeah. clean sheet. This is he he has played four games this season and he has three clean sheets. So like, I mean, are we in a in a? I don't want to say I don't want to call it a controversy, but like. Are we at the point where you guys are on the fence about who gets the nod? Is it Vidiello? Is it Gomez? Or do you, which way are you leaning, Kev? You're shaking your head. I think the earlier on, I think I was leaning. There was a moment in the season I was leaning towards uh, Vidiello. Um, but I think it was a moment. I, I think Vidiello would be absolutely fine if Gomez, you know, something happened to him. Um, I don't know. I, I, th- I like the experience of Gomez right now. Um, I think what it was the previous game against Loudon um, where I talked about it on the pod and he came out and like just judged it perfectly and took the guy out, you know, from just outside the 18 to pick up the yellow instead of the red. There are certain moments like that where it's just, you have a really experienced mind. And I think, I don't know. I think he communicates a bit better with his back four. I think his back four have a little bit more understanding with him than Vidiello, as you would expect, because they play with him more, but um yeah, I mean, I would stick with Gomez, but uh, they're they're both really good. You know how we always talked about how we didn't like the rotation. Oh, was <laughs> first. I, I'm to the point now where I'm okay with the rotation. If they want to do every other game, I'm perfectly fine with it. If they need to rest a little bit, I'm perfectly fine with it because they're both playing, uh, you know, perfectly and not whatever. I still don't like it. I don't know. I don't. I don't like it well, as an approach. Let me. Let me ask. It bother me now. Right. Yeah. 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 So they're both. Let me ask you this, because we only have four games left, and we're going to get into this. And they're all basically against two teams, aside from Hartford. Um, Does that – let's phrase it this way. We're going into our first playoff game, and we're playing Indy at home. Who who are you calling to get between the sticks? Gomez. Gomez. I mean, it's still Gomez for me. I I still feel like he has the experience. He has the wherewithal. It just – he just has more under his belt at this point. You know what I mean? Like he, he kind of, he's seen more situations. He knows more of those type of like mind game type stuff. I feel like he's just going to be the better player uh, with weird situations. Plus Gomez is a bit bigger, right? I honestly don't know. I think yeah. he is. And I, I feel like, I don't know if it comes down to a coin flip between goalkeepers, I'll just take the bigger guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this may sound like we're knocking Vidiello, but oh, like, not at all. it's actually the opposite. No, no, no. It's yeah. just like, yeah, he's he's having a phenomenal season. Um, so, yeah, kudos to him in this one as well, because there were a few saves he had to make. He knocked one off the post. Um, and uh, It's kind of an interesting question. I mean, you said he's having a phenomenal season, and we've talked about a lot of just how well a lot of the, the rest of the squad's playing. Just for fun, um, and because we've already talked about him a bit, I don't want to harp on him too much because I think he's having a fine season. Removing Ray Lee from the conversation. If you had, let's get negative here and let's get pessimistic for, for a second here. Who do you think's having like the you know 
the worst season of the regular starters. I, you can't say like, I don't know, Mark Forrest or whatever. Damn it, uh, there was my answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got nothing. I honestly, I don't think anyone's having exactly. I mean, you're kind of splitting hairs here. I mean, I, I like everyone along the back four is playing really well. You're definitely not saying Ryan James or Dover. Um, you'd be hard pressed to say, you know, Mertz or Griffin or maybe Velarde. Can I um, say Forbes? Yeah, Forbes hasn't played the last two games, Kev. Come on, like, <laughs> you gotta knock him. Yeah, it's that. an interesting question. I mean, <laughs> I, well, I mean, it's probably bias because it's like a recency bias, and we just don't remember how well he's played in previous games. But I mean, f- yeah, I don't know, Forbes, uh, maybe Forbes. Stop, it's just stop. It's not Forbes. He's had it's, seven assists. The, 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 yeah. <laughs> the point of this exercise is like it's it's really hard, like because like you you feel blasphemous saying any of their names and that's that's just it's a reflection of how well they're all playing yeah yeah i feel like we started on this game and then we danced around this game and now we've left the stadium and we're on our way home from this game is there anything else you guys want to talk about in this one before we talk a little bit about the table to be yellows at the beginning of this game even the ones that we you know they weren't against us even they were against the other team i just i hate seeing so many yellows and i i will say new york was playing just really loose. It was just feeling like they were all over the place. So they, so were, I, they were kind of warranted. Like at least some of them were they definitely were, they, warranted. Yeah. 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 It was just a situation where I'm surprised that they didn't. I would have been, I wouldn't have been surprised if a red came out for, I can't remember which one it was, but there was one where it was like pretty much studs up. It looked like it could have yeah. been. Um, I can't remember which player it was against, but at that point, I, I feel like if, that, if a red would have been shown, maybe they would have stopped getting, you know, the rest of the yellows. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Another thing, um, Mertz's goal is just another example of us committing, uh, you know, guys into the box. Uh, it was just, there was no guarantee the ball was going to make it across to the back post, but Mertz was doing his due diligence and, and following up on the back post. You know, the ball bounced to him and he, and he finishes it. And that was, it's just another example of, yeah, I mean, so many times in, in the previous season, yeah, it's, it's Brett and or dos santos in the box and that's it and everyone else is trying to catch up with the play um and we're relying on one of them to finish off a chance and just more and more and more um you know velarde is really good at that too of just finding the right moment making the right run finding this open space and just filling it and uh yeah i mean it's not always gonna bounce your way but you know we're see- we're seeing the benefit of it and you know mertz and velarde have more goals in the season than they would have if, if they didn't follow up with it so it was that, I, it's really it's really heartening because I think that's the other thing. We get three goals in this game. It's so easily could have been more. Um, you know, oh, yeah. Red 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 Bulls. Sure, they hit the post off of one, and I, I would say from memory, all their other chances are like half chances at that, and there's not a ton. Uh, I think we control them really well. You know, we score three. You know, two. We score two disallowed from offsides. To be fair, I think that Mensa. Yeah, I get it. Makes sense. This, the, the first one with Vonky Zeal, it's hard to see because of the camera that camera angle, but it was tight. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have that goal chalked up. I know what Dikwa hits the post. Yeah. I mean, shout out to him. I I really like what I'm seeing out of him. Yeah, <laughs> um, definitely, definitely. It's taken him no time to hit the ground running. Um, so, I mean, to the point where, I don't, well, no, I don't know. I, I don't, only Lily will know from practices whether or not Dick was legitimately, you know, knocking on the door of a, of a starting 11. But 
um, especially after a game where Mensa, you know, plays so well and gets his goal. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, so it, it could have been more. And uh, yeah, I think we're, we're just kind of firing on all cylinders right now. And I think the, the fact that it's, yeah, we've been firing on all cylinders for at least the past three games, if not longer. Um, and to the point now, it's, I mean, this isn't, this doesn't feel like a blip. I mean, I think if, if we have a slip up anywhere, I, based off of our form and based off of how we're playing, based, it, it would just be that. It would be a slip. It, it wouldn't be a car crash. I, I, like I, I think we have enough momentum going right now where I, I'm, I'm really not worried. Um, I mean, I wasn't worried a few games ago. Um, I, I, I don't see our performance always dropping that much more for the rest of the season. Just I mean, of course, to... I, I want a caveat. Anything can happen. Injury can happen. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. An early red card can happen in a game. Yeah. Someone can just, you know, not show up. No, no, no. Up. I wasn't, I wasn't going to knock you for that. But I think the nagging thing that's in the back of my mind, and it's probably in the back of a few of the listeners in my mind as well, is we're when we end games like this and we jump on the podcast, we're always like, oh, we look so good. Like balls bouncing to Mertz on the back post. He's right where he needs to be. Oh, great ball over the top. Mensa is able to chip the keeper. Like we looked really good. We controlled the tempo. We did all this stuff. We look great. We play games like Indy and we come in after that game and we're like, oh man, like, you know, we lose one nothing in both cases and like we just couldn't break down their defense and i know that each game is like it's an own its own little microcosm of like what's going on but is there any part of you that is at all worried that we look so phenomenal i mean look right now we are currently leading the east we're tied for first place in the league with 31 goals scored with phoenix so we have as many goals scored as any team out there in the league and we are basically second best in goals conceded. We've only conceded eight goals all season. Does any part of you chalk that up to the fact that the majority of our games have been against two teams? And are you at all concerned that after these next four games, we're going to have to play a non-two team and and maybe we won't look as good as we thought? And what happens when you sort of get punched in the mouth? Like, are these guys going to get back up again? Josh, are you at all concerned about that? Yeah, I'm concerned about it. I, th- I do think this team would get back up again. I, I, they've shown that grit. My like, there's no doubt we're getting graded on a curve right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's, mm-hmm. this group is a easy, easy group. I'm, you know, we're lucky not to be in a group like with Indy and Louie, like that, that's a harder group, obviously, but we can only play the teams that we're given to play and we're doing what we need to do against these teams. So the fact that we are performing as well as we are, and I, I kind of wish that some of our, out of group games would have been later on in the season. Like it kind of sucks that a lot of our out of group games were so early because that was like our chance to kind of like start getting, you know, hit the ground running. We're not exactly known of of doing that. So if we were playing those teams now, it would have been a lot better because then we could, you know, start testing our metal against those teams before having to face them outside the group uh, in the playoffs. So it, it is unfortunate, but we still have heart for two more times. Uh, you know, they are the best team in our group other than us. So at least we're playing the top of the group still a couple yeah. more times. Uh, but I am wondering what's it going to be like. And, and not only because of how good or bad we are, but also just from a level of how we're used to playing and what we're used to getting away with. You know what I mean? It's not so much that we're a bad team. It's just that, you know, if you're used to be able to do that back heel, uh, you know, just be a little bit cheekier than normal. 
because the teams you're playing aren't exactly tight. Uh, when you go into against Indy or Louie and you try to do that, you know, it's not probably going to turn out too well. So you, you just keeping that mental fortitude. I will say one other thing is Bob, after this game, Bob has a habit of being more critical the better we do or the mm-hmm. more we win. After this game, Bob was pretty positive. He was like, you know, they're doing what they need to be doing. They're doing great. And it it makes me feel a little bit more comfortable saying this team is as good as I think they are just because of the fact that Bob is willing to say that after a win. <laughs> and usually after a win, he is not the type to give any praise. Yeah, that's a good point. Kev, are you at all concerned? Not really. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, Josh's point at the end, I think, is very reminiscent. I Because it the question kind of boils down to, the way the, the way the question set up is, you know, are we winning this well just because the teams are that bad? I mean, it, it's it's a bit of both. I, I think, sure, the the level isn't that high, but I think we're hitting really high heights independently of 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 you know who we're playing against. It, it, you can imagine, let's say let's say we're playing a higher caliber team that defends a bit better. You know, the fact that Mertz is there on the back post is even if a person is there covering and covering them and we don't score. I mean, those are examples that point to, you know, players buying into a system and the system working really well. And I, I yeah, I, I, I genuinely think independent of all of this, that that we're playing really well. And my only worry would be how I mean, would it be fair to say that Lily can not can be, but Lily is to some extent reactive to the opponent? based purely off of how how he sets up his team and how he sets up the system and how he sets up his formation and i think that's the that's the only thing that could potentially derail us when we come up against better teams is maybe he feels like he has to overcompensate and maybe take the foot off the gas a little bit more and then we end up not playing the way we need to play or or whatever um i think that that's the only concern uh, like like a Man City in the Champions League or something, where like week after week they're they're playing really well, and then but all of a sudden they get in the Champions League, they overthink it, they have an opponent where they feel like they need to change too much, and then they and then they lose. Um, so I, I that's 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 my only concern. But no, I I think uh, if we if we go into a, a game against Indy, you know Louisville, whatever, and have the confidence we have and play the way that best suits us. Um, then no, I, th- I think, you know, we, we can give a game to a lot of people. And like something that's interesting about this year, unlike any other year, is we have these five substitutes. And also with this team, we talked about how the core of this team, it doesn't really matter what formation we do because he's slotting in the same players for those other formations. So even if it gets to a point where he tinkers too much and he tries something crazy uh, at the start of the game, we have five substitutions and we have the same personnel that we're using for all that stuff. He can change it right back to something else mid stride. It doesn't, it's not like it's a situation where, you know, if he goes in thinking one game plan and it's not working, we're screwed because we have five subs. We can completely change the lineup and be like, okay, never mind. We're doing this now. Uh, and so that's something, you know, he has the freedom to do the crazy formations that he would not have had previous years. Yeah. And I think the other thing too is, uh, and, and this didn't occur to me until Kev, you started 
talking about your your one point about sort of Mertz on the back post is I think if it was just the case that the opponents were really easy, I think we would sort of figure out a method to success and you would just sort of see that over and over and over and over again. And you'd have a situation where like you have one person who has, you know, 70% of our goals or you have two guys that are doing all the scoring because we just sort of figured out how to always feed them the ball. And the fact that that's not the case, that we're getting goals from literally everywhere, including our wingbacks, um, just sort of goes to show that this team is resilient and sort of built to hurt you in a variety of ways, which is only going to bode well for us against any other opponent that we go up against. Another good piece of evidence is I think more and more as the season goes on, there are scenarios where we're trying to quickly counter and uh, you know we're we're in our half and one of our players is under pressure and they go to do like a, a big kind of cross field half clearance, but a half like maybe. And, and I think historically, like no one's there and it ends up turning away. But more and more, I think players are, I don't want to call them completely blind passes, but semi-blind passes, knowing that, okay, in this scenario, when we're countering, I know, you know, the system says, there should be space here and we should have a player here that's following up whether I know it or not. And I think players are hitting that and more and more. Yeah. There's a, there's a hounds player right there and it picks it up. And it, I, there was a moment in this game. I can't remember who it was. Um, but yeah, it was that exact scenario where, you know, a, a hounds player was under pressure. We were trying to counter in quick and they just hit this 40 yard cross field ball. And it's like lands perfectly on one of our like players chest. And I was like, Oh, what a pass. And then I'm probably, I was like, well, it might have been lucky, like, <laughs> but but it's 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 a scenario where you know they're understanding the system that they're playing in, and they trust it, and it's working. Yeah. So we talked a lot about sort of the the teams that are in our group. Real quick, looking at the table, as Josh mentioned, we sit at the top of Group F. We have twenty five points. And second is Hartford with nineteen points, and third is the Red Bulls with nine points. So it's increasingly looking like we may end up in first, Hartford in second, and then everyone else calls it calls it a season here after the next few weeks. Hartford still has three games in hand on us, but but they play us. Saturday, and then they basically have two games a week every week until the end of the season. So where where we're basically going Saturday, and then we have a game, one game a week for the rest of the season, Hartford has to play two games a week. So even though they're playing games against Philly and New York and I forget who else, I have it here somewhere, um, Loudon, um, no, that's not right. Anyway, regardless, they have a lot of games, so it doesn't really matter who they're playing because they have a chance to drop some points. Uh, guys, um, Josh, go ahead real quick. Uh, and, and keep in mind, we play them twice. So yes. out of those three games in hand, you can kind of think of it as two of those games are against us. Yeah. So those are very important games if we want to stay at the top of the table. But even with that said, yeah, I with their pack schedule, yeah. and the yeah, I, I feel like we – we should be kicking ourselves if we don't get first place in the group. Well, that, that sort of leads into my question here and I'm probably undercutting this, but I'm putting the odds of us taking first in group F at 70%. That feels low. Are you guys taking the over or the under there? Over. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I honestly think this is ours to lose big time. Like if we, if we stumble that bad where we're not in first at the end of this, we've done something terribly wrong. Yeah. I haven't done the math and I know there's been a lot of talk about mathematically. Do we have first place locked up? I think some of the numbers floated around where if we beat Hartford this weekend, then mathematically 
we may have it locked up. I'll look at it. We can tweet it out before. Maybe I don't want to give Justin more homework after the last time we gave it to him. <laughs> no, and he actually we can did do that. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, listen for the preview show and maybe they'll mention it there. And if not, we'll tweet it out. So you're right, Josh. The, the two games that we have against Hartford can pretty much seal the deal for us. How does so. the how does like the playoff structure work? So, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, at least the first round we play. If you were in first place, we would play whoever was in second place from Group E. I, I think believe it's group it's right. I remember. Yeah, it's it's Louis's group. It's, it's the Louisville Indie group. Yeah. Um, and nice. then whoever's in second place in our group would play. I think whoever's in first place in that group. So it's like Group E and Group F do battle. Right. And then you move on from there to play, you know, whomever. And right now um, it's neck and neck between Louie and Indy. Like right yeah. now, Louie's ahead with 20 points, but Indy has 19 points. And they're yeah. all actually even on like our group with games played. Do, so, we, do we get like a home field advantage if we get first? I think so. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I think so. that'll be crucial. I mean, because yeah, I mean, I, I have a game. Louis or Indy. Oh my God. That's so exciting. A play- nobody, like a, but nobody a wants to go to Indy to play a playoff game, right? I mean, no like the Indy's field. During the playoffs. <laughs> exactly. That, for yep. sure. Um, I, I mean, I think it'd be exciting as hell if we played Indy uh, in the first round at Highmark. Uh, but be, at that point, the only thing is it, it's kind of like it, it's starting on a high note. You know what I mean? Like it, you're starting at the hypest of hype games. Be like, Oh, the first game of the playoffs is something that you would expect to see at the end of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, well, like semifinals, I should say. But yeah, it, you know, the two yeah, is I can see kind of, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I mean, honestly, and this is not to throw shade on any team out there, but we can, we should talk about this more next week after we have a chance to actually dig into it more. But just sort of looking at what's out there, I, I do feel like the top four teams in the East are probably us, Louis, Indy, and Tampa. So if you have that first group, basically being you know us louis indy and like two of those teams are going to come out of there like that you might be seeing a preview of what could be you know some of the best teams in the east in the first few rounds so it will be interesting um oh man i feel like we've been all over the place in this one um Let's talk a little bit about the four games we have left this season before we actually talk about uh, Hartford coming in this Saturday. So four games left. We have Hartford this Saturday at home, Loudon on the road, and then Hartford at home again, and Philly two at home. And that is it, gentlemen. Then we are talking playoffs. So wait, um, say that again. It was home away, home, home. Home away, home, home. Hartford, nice. Loudon, Hartford, Philly. So I'm putting the over under at 10 points for those games out of a possible 12. Are you taking the over or the, I, I guess I should put it at 10 and a half, 10 and a half, 10 and a half would basically mean they have to win out. So are you taking the over or the under there? I'll take the under just statistically. Um, I'm taking the over just because of the fact that all of them have tight schedules. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of them are coming into Pittsburgh to win. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, thinking like, hey, we're playing, like, except for Hartford. Hartford has to. Well, actually, no, Hartford doesn't have to because Hartford, I feel like, is okay with getting in second place in the group. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're just trying to defend their, their flank right now because everyone else is trying to come up on them. That might be our biggest poison, honestly, is if, if we get first locked up next week and we start coasting, that that could be a worry. 
I not feel with Lily's team. No. Yeah. Really. If are you I sure? Because you can't even, losing with Lily. <laughs> you can't. You can't even say last season because last season we were pushed until the final game. We were pushed to the final second until Mark Forrest gets his goal. And so, I mean, psychologically, that is a big effect on how you play. I, I'd be a little worried about that at the end of the season. What I'm saying is it's not so much that they need the points to win. It's that they don't want Lily's wrath if they lose. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like that's that's going to be a hell week for them during practice if they if they last go into a game and just be like, eh, we don't need this win. Like, yeah. that's going to be more, you know, of Lily's wrath. And I feel like that might be more of a motivation than you think. <laughs> and I mean, to both of your points, so I, I finally found it here. Hartford has seven games left to close up the season, two of them against us, and then three against Philly and two against Red Bulls. So when they're looking at their schedule and they're like, how do we stay ahead of Red Bulls? They basically beat Red Bulls in those two games. And then they have three games against Philly too. Like, they're not looking at Pittsburgh thinking like, well, we got to get points from these guys. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just They're not, not any points. That's not where it's going to be. So I mean, they I do if they want first, but well, they don't, I don't, I don't think they care about first. I don't think they have a shot at first, honestly. Like, because even if they, well, why wouldn't they? I mean, why? Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, they'll, they'll know if they have a shot at first pretty soon because right. if they come in like this first game we play against them. Sure. They might, you know, try to push us, yeah. but after that, they're not pushing us at all. And even then, I don't think they do push us because if they're looking at a tight schedule and they're like, hey, we have a couple games this week, who do we start our starters against? You don't do it against Pittsburgh. You do it against uh, New York or Philly where you are more likely to pick up the three points. Yeah, yeah. when you have those short weeks. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up the total points here right now. I'm pretty sure we are sitting on uh, 25 points. Um, as the wonderful USL championship site just has its progressive loading that goes on forever. There we go. We're sitting on 25 points. Hartford is sitting on 19 points. So in theory, if Hartford were to beat us both times that we play them the rest of the season, we'd be sitting on 25 points apiece, at which point we would only have two other games to get points and they would have four other games to get points. So there is a, there is mathematically a way right. that Hartford could still take first place. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but if we beat them this week and we go to 28 and they're on 19, then that becomes, I think they still have a chance to, they still have a chance. We would have to lose both ours and they would have to win everything else. Yes. But Kevin, based on your question, I feel like you, well, no, the longer Hartford is in it. Do you feel more confident that we're not coasting? Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know. I, I think that's just so natural. I, I think it's it's so hard. I don't care what sport you're playing. I don't care what part of business you're in or whatever you're doing. If you're if you're you know clearing away at the top of the mountain, I, I think it's just it's 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 really hard to keep waking up and just pushing as hard as you can. Um, and so. I mean, to play devil's advocate against my own point, I do think it's also a chance for for Lily to try things that he wouldn't try if we weren't locked in the first place. I don't want him to do that though. Well, what I'm saying is like, he could be like, Hey, these other players who don't get as many minutes need to get, you know, in good shape to go against, you know, if we need them for Louie, if we need them against Indy. So like maybe he, he puts them in more readily than he would if we're fighting for first. Um, 
But again, I, I still think they're showing up no matter what, just because of the fact that they're professionals and this is what you do. Yeah. I was going to say, does that potentially keep some of the starting guys fresh? But the fact that we have a week between every game down the stretch, I don't, you don't need that. I think the guys That's just true. need minutes. So, yeah. oh, I, I always hated that argument of like, oh, you know, keep your star players fresh, give them two weeks off because they always come in rusty. And I, yeah, I, I would not <laughs> want to do that. No, but you sub them off maybe earlier than what you would. Yeah. You know I what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. like, you don't need them to, to last the whole 75 minutes, 80 minutes. You'd be like, ah, okay, you played a half. You're good. <laughs> this, is, this, this, is, this might be a really boring conversation. We're, we're in the last two, two games of the season. We got first locked up. You have, you, know, you have three people you're going to sub off first to save legs. Who are your three most valuable, important players that you want to you know, keep, keep legs in them? Uh, I guess I'll go first. Um, I, oh man, that I'll, is I'll go tough. first because I, I would I would say Mertz just because I think he Mertz he, came to mind first. Yeah, he is the biggest engine right now. I, I when I watch the game, I feel like he's running the most. I don't know. I'm sure they have numbers on it in the backroom staff, but I like give give him give him a break. I think Von Kiesel is incredibly important along the back line. Um. But is and, he running as much as like the other guy? Like, does I mean, he need not, the break? When I'm like, as... don't get him injured. Like, I just take him off. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, so I'm trying to save him. Like, if I can ensure, he's and played. Then, he's played every minute for the team so far this year. Yeah, he's the I mean, only he's, player in the team that's played every minute. Yeah, and the, and then I think I'm probably flipping a coin between Ryan James and Jordan Dover. Um, I think both of them are incredibly important to how we play. Maybe Dover, just because as great as Ryan James has been, I think. Rivera is I think we have a better backup at left wing back than we do at right wing back. And so that would be the only thing. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I feel yeah, like we, we can move past this. I just yeah, thought I about it and like yeah. probably the right answer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think you're pretty much spot on. I was gonna maybe throw Duba in there just because I don't want to see him get injured either. And the way he throws his body around, he could get injured. But I see them sub out all the time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, between yeah. Duba and like all of our forwards, I feels like are you know top top forward. Like I feel like they get subbed left and right. Like it, yeah. it doesn't seem like they're playing full games anyway. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this game real quick. So as we kept saying, Hartford Saturday, seven p.m. Highmark Stadium. Last time we played them, we won 3 nothing in Hartford. That was just three games ago. Uh, since that game, Hartford's only had one other matchup where they beat Loudon 2-1. to one. I already mentioned they still have seven games to play. Basically, starting with us, they go every few days and they have a game. Um, so while this game is not a must-win for them, they may want to try to start. I mean, this is their best chance at getting first, is coming into this game and trying to get three points from us. Because if they don't, they could very easily settle into like, okay, now we're playing for second. So if you really want to go for it, you go for it here where they got fresh legs after a week and that sets the mentality for the next three weeks for them. So what do we, uh, what do we think about this one? Do we think that uh, Hartford comes in and gets a draw or are we just feeling like we were, we're firing and all can't even, you can't even I can't even I can't even get it I at this point look I mean we've given up eight goals all season like I just don't see us after what happened in, in Hartford I, like I don't I don't see us forfeiting too many goals here especially at home so bookmark this uh time stamp <laughs> yeah, yeah. our four zero loss <laughs> uh, no John, 
I, I do think Hartford's going to come into this game. Yes, they're going to come into this game wanting to, you know, this could be the moment where they, they do decide to take first. But I think more likely what's going to happen is they're going to be happy getting a point out of this game. So they're going to sit back a lot more, absorb the pressure, and try to just get out of Pittsburgh with a point that they're going to need to stay in second place in the long run. So I, I don't expect it to be a high-scoring game. Uh, at least I don't expect them to make it a high-scoring game. Like, they're not going to try to push us. So uh, with that in mind, I, I could see this being more towards the line of, like, a 1-0 win. Like, that seems pretty conceivable to me. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the other way that Hartford stays in the race for first place, right? Just force us into a draw the both times they play us. And then statistically, they have five games to our two where they could pick up more points to catch up to us. So a draw is not inconceivable here for them. So I guess with that in mind, Kevin, are you at all concerned about a team coming into Pittsburgh and parking the bus on this team? Possibly, but I think we have enough in us right now where I still think we can break them down. I mean, a few other teams this season have tried that against us, and I, you know, we've still come out okay against it. Look at any at any level, it's hard when you put, you know, it, when you come up against someone who puts ten players between you and the ball, and or you in the net. Um, and so I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't think we necessarily have a problem against that. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it's it's also hard to tell. I I I haven't seen enough of, of Hartford to know how how they like to play. Like so, for example, I think if you're if you're naturally used to going out every week and being the dominant team and taking it to your opposition and wanting to attack, it's really hard to then just flip a switch and say, okay, for this game, you know, it's it's hard to tell your players, okay, we're we're not going to try to control the game, we're not going to try to attack. I want you to sit back and be defensive. It's hard to it's hard to flip that switch, I think, because then you're as a player, you're looking around, you're like, well, do you not have confidence in us? Why why aren't we doing this? I think we could do this and blah blah blah. And so I don't know. I so if they do that every week, I think it's going to be a weird exercise for them to come out and just park the bus. But um, either way, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not entirely too worried. Um, I, I think it's either going to be something where I don't know. I, I I think it could be like a four 0 win or a draw or a loss. Um, I I don't I don't see us kind of like I don't I don't know. I don't know. for for whatever reason I don't see a quiet game here. Josh, give me a score prediction. I want to say one zero, but the more I think about it. <laughs> Like us, like I, I, a low-scoring game. But the more I think about it, the, the thing that does make me wonder about that is once we get that goal, they can't sit back anymore. And I feel like we're just going to demolish them once we get that goal. And I could see that goal, that first goal being like a PK. Like I could see like Duba going down in the box and, you know, drawing a foul like he's so good at doing. And at that point, you know, the floodgates open. So I'm going to be conservative. I'm going to say 1-0. But I very well could see this being another three zero or even more. I mean, like when they played Louie, I think they lost a uh, four to one or something like that. Um, so they haven't shown the greatest skill against a, a higher level team. Yeah. I was going to say, if we get one, I think we get two at least because I, I agree okay. with you. I think if, if they want to, if they want to park the bus and we get one, now you can't park the bus anymore because they need at least one to keep up with us. So yeah, I'm going to say I'll go with the Lily special three nil. At All home. Right. All right. Kev, what are you what are you taking here? Like I said, I think it's either four nil or like two two. Um I'll go four nil. Those are two, those are two wildly different games. <laughs> but 
that's they fine. Are. But I think those are the scenarios. I don't know. Like I said, I think either I think either they come out and try to hang with us and they can't and it ends up 4-0 or they 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 try to be a bit more, I don't know, they try to manage the game a little bit more, try to get, you know, fouls left, right and center, try to get throw-ins, try to get stoppages to play and take their time and then I think we can get a kind of get drawn into a battle that we don't want and um, it could benefit Harford in the long run. But uh, yeah, I'll say for now. Okay. Bigger question. That, who's in net? What? I think he said who's in net? net? Oh. I think it's Gomez. I think it's Gomez. Yeah, I, think it, I think it's Gomez too. Has yeah. Vidiello had two straight games this season yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think. That's what we think. Let us know what you think. Um, yeah, this will be regardless. I mean, are we, we going to finish first? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> well, I guess that's the end. We of the answered tradition. that like a half an hour ago in this in know. this very podcast. <laughs> I guess you're right. I mean, that's exciting. I don't know. We all feel very confident. We're going to finish first. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, look, and and to be fair, you know, whatever it was two months ago, I think a lot of us were thinking we'd get five games into the season and the season would be canceled. So the fact that we're sitting here and we only only got four games left and then we were talking playoffs. It's a good thing. I mean, in a, in a year where there's been a lot of bad things, this is a really good thing. Yeah. So enjoy it for what it is because um, uh, it's special. So that's what we think. Obviously, let us know what you think. Guys, anything else before we get out of here? I feel like we've, we've been all over the place in this one. That's a fun episode. I like it when yeah. we <laughs> Good. Hopefully everyone else liked it as well. Um, if you did like it, head over to mongols.com. Click on that support a show to become a Patreon follower. Immediately after this, we're just going to keep recording and that becomes our after show. So we have a couple of different topics we might talk about, but we're not really sure which one yet, which makes it all the more fun when we get there. So uh, like I said, click on support a show, become a Patreon follower. You get all of those shows. It's a dollar a month. Um, and, uh, and we have a lot of fun and talk a lot about cool stuff there. Weekly reminder, the black lives matter, go get the steel army shirt, love Pittsburgh, hate racism, black lives matter over at SteelArmy.com. Wear your dang mask. Uh, you know, we've already talked about, we got the Mongols mask. Every time I go out, even if like we're not around people, I think my kids just like wearing the masks. So I realized today, my youngest, we, when we went for a walk at the park, he was wearing his Mongols Jersey with his mongols mask and they matched really well they looked really good and i was like oh Ems, you're wearing the mask and the jersey he didn't even think of it. He's like, oh yeah yeah I guess I did. it looks good so yeah wear your mask um and obviously thanks to our sponsor roughneck scars who made the masks uh if you need masks made for you know your youth team organization even for you know like we're thinking about getting them for scouts like they make great things especially in this time head over to roughneck scarves dot com official scarf supplier to usl mls and us soccer uh tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from nike and adidas i just talked about our sweet mongols kits icarus fc can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price let them help you design your new custom kit today at icarusfc.com otherwise thanks everybody we'll talk to you very very soon cheers later <laughs>